Hi there, and welcome to Musings of a High Achiever. I'm your host, Mackie. This is the podcast for you type A personalities out there who, despite your accomplishments, might be feeling like something is missing or things could be a little better for you. In this podcast, we discuss any and all things related to the achievement cycle, uh, but specifically, in most cases, what we're identifying is any kind of outdated conditioning that you're operating with that is holding you back from where you really want to be. Okay, so today I want to talk about why it's important to stop doing what you're told. There's a little bit of a backstory here. I want to lay some groundwork before we get into this. If you listened to my previous podcast around being afraid that you're too much, it's the same lyrics from a song that are inspiring this line of thought. So I know... You all don't know me that well yet, but music is a huge part of the way that I process life, (laughs) life experiences. It's a way I decompress. It's a way I energize myself. It's just a very fundamental part of the way I live my life. And a lot of the music that I listen to has very meaningful lyrics. Now, that doesn't always mean they're like poetic, as you're about to find out. But there is this lyric from a song that came up a, a few weeks ago that is really been banging around in my head for a number of reasons. And this is not related to the reason for the previous podcast. So I'm not going to get into that. But there's two things that are important here. We're going to come back to the name of the band. So I'm going to date myself here by saying this was a band I absolutely loved back in the day, Rage Against the Machine. You know, very. if you're not familiar with them, they have a very socially, social justice, social awareness style of messaging with some just, you know, kick-ass beats and other things that make it a lot of fun to listen to while addressing some heavy topics. So a, a few weeks ago, I was listening to the song and one of the lyrics that he repeats toward the end of the song over and over again is, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. And he does it with increasing aggression, which is awesome when you're in a certain kind of mood. And there are so many reasons why that resonates. And it's not just because I'm a contrary asshole, though I really can be. So I think what can be surprising for people is that, especially if you've known me for a very long time, not so much for those who know me more in my capacity now, I used to really be a person who was kind of skeptical and cynical, which are not like great things to be, right? I've really made a shift into being channeling that more into curiosity and asking why, but not necessarily with what I was doing at the time, which was projecting a lot of assumptions and like motivations, I guess you could say, on the reasons why things are done. Not to say that it's sometimes very realistic to be skeptical and cynical, but it was an energy that I led with a lot of the time and I I didn't like it. And I I know it was off-putting to some of the people who are around me. So the interesting thing is, despite that being the case and despite that being the truth about a a version of myself that I used to be, it was really eye-opening for me when I recognized, you know, it's really interesting that despite this way of being, as I was looking into how I got to the place where I was quite successful and had achieved quite a lot. I felt really unfulfilled. And as I was digging into the reasons why, I recognized like, oh, holy shit, I'm actually really doing what I'm told a lot of the time. And I think that's a recognition I can have now with those words. I think more accurately, what it really is, is a reflection of the fact that I was very conditioned to meet other people's expectations. And that 
translates into basically doing what you're told to do. It translates into doing what you're told to do, right? So that that very deep conditioning that we don't maybe have super conscious awareness of all the time is telling us these are the expectations, this is what you need to do. And as I was thinking about this topic, I was reflecting on how when we're children, you know, our conditioning starts at the very beginning of time, right? It's like the Big Bang Theory of how you became so conditioned to be to be what you are. But it starts when we're kids. And most children have this tendency to ask questions because they're learning, right? We have this natural curiosity that over time, very unfortunately, gets snuffed out by life and and being beat down by non-answers or, you know, to- being told to march despite our maybe skepticism, <laughs> going back to the early energy I was describing, that maybe this isn't something I want to do or maybe it doesn't make sense that you're asking me to do this. When we're kids, the way that that often shows up for us in the, is in the way that we question authority. So for instance, you ask your parent, can I go outside and ride my bike around the block? And they say no. Maybe they say no. And you're like, well, why? Why not? And often we were met with some version of, you know, sometimes parents would tell you there's a reason here and, and they would give you a reason that was about your safety or maybe something else. And you could accept that and process it. But sometimes, depending on what you're asking about, you may just get an answer that was like, because I said so, right? Like, I'm not gonna give you reasons, I'm not gonna justify this for you, it's just because I said so. And we were, you know, given a version of that answer, not just by parents, but by teachers and systems and other things. And eventually what happens when that happens to you over and over again? You stop asking, right? Because, not because you're not curious and not because you don't wanna know, but because you've been conditioned to accept that you're not going to get an answer. That energy of questioning and curiosity and wanting to know why and trying to connect dots in our mind, we get conditioned to stop doing that. And that doesn't stop, right? We we continue to be subjected to because I said so in some way, shape or form. And we stop asking. We don't necessarily accept it on, on some levels. We may become resentful. We may become anxious or irritable, we, we may internalize that energy in some other way, but we stop asking. Over time, what happens is as we're, we continue to be conditioned around, you know, these are the expectations, this is what you do, this is what success looks like, this is how we behave in this company, this is what it takes to get promoted, this is what it takes to be a good parent, this is what it looks like if you're a good spouse, like the list goes on and on, right? There's just frameworks and frameworks and frameworks and endless amounts of bullshit around, this is how you're supposed to show up. And what happens to us when that is a continual barrage is that we get into the habit of telling ourselves what we should be doing, right? Sorry, I ask right a lot. It's like you're here in front of me and we're having a conversation. I don't mean it to be a speech filler, but it's just the, I'm gonna work on that. Anyway, just wanted to point that out real quick. There's this very insidious tendency for us to tell ourselves what we should be doing. And it goes from the most mundane things like I shouldn't be sitting on the couch and taking a break and taking a rest. I should be up cleaning the kitchen, cooking dinner, doing a chore, whatever, fill in the blank. It might show up at work when someone says, hey, I think you're the right person for this. I would really love for you to take on this project. 
you may have a little bit of internal dialogue that happens in like 0.5 seconds where you're thinking, but I don't really want to do that. I probably should though. There are so many ways that should pops up in our minds and every single time it does, I want you to treat it as a red flag. When should comes up, it means there is something out of alignment between what you have been conditioned to think you are supposed to do and what you actually want to do. Should means you're getting ready to act from duty and obligation rather than because the thing that you're being presented with is something that you really want to do. Now, quick footnote here. Some things are obligatory in this life, right? It's not just we only get to do the things we want to do and we should never do the things we don't want to do. That is not what I'm talking about. There are some things that really are obligations for us. We got to pay our bills. You know, we, um, you got to make your payments. You got to pay the mortgage. Some things really are obligatory. They just are what they are. I'm not talking about those things here. I'm talking about the things that we are conditioned to to go along with, even when they're really, they're things that we really don't want to do. That's when I want you to allow the word should to be your early warning system that rather than acting from a place that you would normally act from, which is that conditioning around, I guess I'm just going to be doing this because I should, or I'm supposed to, or I have to, or whatever that is, you take a pause and ask yourself why. Why do I believe I should? What will happen if I don't do it? Let the reasons, the fear, the concerns, the anxiety, whatever those are, let, let basically let the monkeys in your head start throwing shit and sit with the circus in your mind and really take note of what is coming up for you. What do you think the consequences are of not doing that thing that you're expected to do? And then ask yourself whether or not those fears, anxieties, concerns are really valid or not. I'm going to use a workplace example because I think this is the place where people feel the most heaviness around feeling like they need to make a decision that goes along with expectations. Let's say somebody comes to you and says, I think you would be perfect for this project. It's on something that you're capable of doing, but it's not necessarily the type of thing that you're the most excited about doing. However, this person who's asking you to do it is a person of influence. And so therefore, it could be good to the way that your career develops. So you're leaning towards, I'm going to go ahead and do it even though I don't really want to. And then when you stop to ask yourself why you feel like you need to, perhaps one of the reasons that comes up is, well, I will be overlooked or I will not be seen as a team player. I will shoot my chances of getting promoted in the foot. Insert favorite career professional fear here. Let's continue with this example. So let's say your biggest fear is I need to do this project. A person of influence is asking me to do it. I don't really want to do it. I'm afraid it's going to take me off in the wrong direction, put me on the wrong trajectory for where I would like to see my career go. However, if I say no, perhaps I will not be asked again. Perhaps my career is going to stop going the direction that I want it to go. What if you do it and your career goes off in the wrong direction as you are concerned it might? What if the thing that is the concern that is making you not want to say yes is where the real truth lies for you? That you don't want to feel obligated to do something just because you're asked, that you want to have some autonomy in the way that you decide whether or not you do something. 
If there are consequences associated with that, wouldn't you want to know that so that you can begin to assess whether or not where you are in your organization or where you are in your career is where you want to be? I truly believe that sometimes the answer, we're afraid of the answer we're going to get if we say, what if I don't do this thing that I'm expected to do? We have these fears that are about, you know, what we've been conditioned to, how we've been conditioned to think, which is like all the team player and this person is influential type thoughts. And we tend to give that more weight than we give to the thing that's about us personally. Like, what if this just puts me on the wrong path? What if I'm working in an organization where I don't have the autonomy to say no? What if by saying yes to this, I'm setting myself up for a pattern in which I have to say yes to everything that comes my way and I just get further and further away from where I want to be? Those are the answers that you really need in order to make an assessment about where you are and where you want to go. Operating from conditioning is just going to get you more of the same, which is an expectation to say yes, a continuing expectation to go ahead and do that. And to do that from a place of fear where you're deciding that's a better alternative because the consequences of that could be dire for you rather than thinking, well, if I do what works for me and that has consequences, then I'm in the position to reassess whether or not this is somewhere I want to be. Now, back to my original comment, which is rage against the machine is a very also appropriate name for the people who, you know, created the fuck you, I won't do what you tell me lyrics, because we have this problem in our society where we are 100% taught that we are not supposed to be angry. We're not supposed to be angry. We're supposed to accept the things that happen to us, accept the expectations that don't work for us, accept operating from duty and obligation because we should. And whenever we have a feeling that is deemed, I don't know, risky, off-putting. We avoid it instantly. We, we switch directions. That was me snapping. I do that sometimes. We try to switch trajectories, right? We don't want to have these feelings that people have told us aren't good to have. It's not okay to be angry. It's not okay to be sad. It's not okay to feel exhausted. We instantly take ourselves from any of those feelings back to like, it's going to be fine. It's fine. Right. We just we, we immediately return ourselves to this place of neutrality and like this really dull place of being resigned to doing what we're supposed to do rather than looking at these feelings. And often, you know, to be fair, it's because we don't know what to do with those feelings. Right. We're not taught how to deal with those feelings, except for the part where we're taught to avoid them. It's OK for you to be angry. OK. It's okay to feel what my good friend Sarah calls sacred rage. It's sacred because it's galvanizing. The system rewards our grind so that we will stay stuck in it. And I also want to be clear that that this isn't just about work. Anything meaningful that has happened as a social movement or, you know, pick your poison. For me, social justice is a very important topic. It begins with sacred rage. Now, that does not give you permission to act in a way that hurts other people or is dismissive of other people's feelings or does not take other people into consideration. That's why the sacred in front of the rage is so important. But things like the civil rights movement, which was very peacefully orchestrated, was about this sacred rage underlying it, which is that we need to be treated as equals as human beings. 
that wasn't some sunshine and rainbows thing that somebody came up with where they were like, oh, we should all be equal. They were like, no, damn it. We don't get to treat people differently based on some made up shit because we feel like one group is better than another. No, that's not rainbows and sunshine. That's sacred rage. But it was channeled in a peaceful and effective way, right? And I want you to think about how can you do that in the context of your own life? It's okay for you to be angry. It's okay for you to be tired. It's okay for you to feel like you're stuck and you're sick of it. It's okay for you to think internally to yourself when something isn't going the way that you want it to or when you're getting ready to make a decision, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. There are times in your life where you must stand up for yourself and what is in alignment for you because no one else is going to do it. Everyone else expects you to march. And I could go down a freaking rabbit hole around the greed that keeps our system running. And I'm not going to do that. Not today anyway. But it's naive of us to think, well, it's just how the system works. And so it's all good. It's all going to work out fine. No, the system works the way it works because the more, the less energy we have for standing up for ourselves by being beaten down repeatedly through the reiteration of expectations, the more we're just going to go along with it, right? And then we don't disrupt the system. They get to do business as usual. They get to pick up people, pluck them up and put them in spaces where they think they'll be the best or when they know they're where they know they'll work really hard, even if it's not in alignment for the individual. I mean, there is no it's no mistake that there are so many successful unhappy people in this world. It's because that success is dictated through a series of expectations that we are taught to go along with. The same thing can be said for any other stereotype of expectation. So let's, or expectation, let's say you're not working right now and the stereotypes and expectations for you show up around your role as a supportive spouse, your role as a parent, your role as as an adult child, your role as a sibling, your role as a public figure or public servant of some kind. It doesn't really matter. There's always going to be a bunch of expectations and stereotypes that we are expected to fall in line with because if we do that, then it means we're a good example of X, Y, or Z. I want you to be a little bit self-righteous here, okay? Especially if your default is to please other people first. Embrace this energy of individual rebellion for yourself around what's not working for you in a particular context. It doesn't mean you have to go burn a bunch of bridges and make a bunch of rash decisions, but let the energy of being like, fuck it, this is not where I want to be, take you somewhere new instead of deciding like, no, it's going to be fine. It's, it's way too risky and it's too scary. Listen, I get it. Change is scary. It requires disruption. You showing up and saying what you really think is not something, especially if you're not accustomed to doing it, it's not something that other people expect of you. And it's going to be like, holy shit, where did that come from? Right? If you suddenly start doing that. So what? You're not here to march and to take orders from a system that doesn't give a shit about who you are as a human being. And here's the thing. The conditioning that comes along with that is that you trying to do what works for you is selfish and individualistic. I'm going to return to my original point, which is that you doing what's in alignment for you is not about harming others or disregarding other people in any way, shape or form. That is never okay. 
So if you're listening to this and you're an asshole and you think I'm giving you permission to be an asshole, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm talking about is when people show up in alignment with who they are, what that brings to other people is huge. Okay, so it's actually more selfish to do what you're told because then nobody gets to benefit from the things that make you you in a way that they would if you just said, you know what, I don't care if a lot of you don't like it. Somebody needs to hear this, see this, appreciate this, whatever. Because it doesn't even really matter what that thing is that's in alignment for you. It could be something creative. It could be something thoughtful. It could be a research idea. It could be an invention, whatever. If you're sitting here thinking like, well, I just shouldn't do that because you're conditioned to think that it's more important to go along and conform with what everyone else is doing, then nobody gets to benefit from that cool thing that's inside of you because it's being suppressed in an effort to meet other expectations and stay inside of certain boxes and frameworks. Now, I'm going to land. Here's another layer of this that I want you to think about. What's really tricky about continuing to be in this space where you meet expectations and you check the boxes of what other people want you to do, the more that you do the thing you don't want to do, the more the thing that you don't want to do is expected of you. You are teaching people what you'll tolerate, what you'll go along with. They learn that from you. So the more you say yes to things you don't want to do, the more you're going to be asked to say yes to things that you don't want to do. And then they'll label it as a team play, being a team player or some bullshit like that. One of the most common statements I hear from people when I'm working with them or when I go to a, I give a talk or whatever it is, is something along the lines of, I'm not happy, but I also don't know what I want. Well, why the fuck would you know what you want if you spend 90% of your time doing what you don't want to do? And I get it when the person's asking me that, and I'm not saying that in a way to like be dismissive of them. It's my sacred rage on behalf of other people that, you know, of course I'm coming from a place of compassion. You have no idea what you want to do because you rarely get to do what you want to do. That part of your brain, your mental space isn't available to you because most of the time you're shutting it off and shutting it down in order to do what's expected. One thing that I want to say here is I understand that when we start to think about maybe all the ways in which some we're doing some of these things in our lives, it can feel very overwhelming to conceptualize, like, where do I begin with this? Okay. I'll leave you with this. If it's something that you want to experiment with, pick something small that you feel like the next time that word should comes up in your head, let's say it's something as, as innocuous as a friend is always asking if you'll take them to the airport. And maybe you feel like you should because you can and you have the time, but you don't really want to. In the past, you've always said yes, which is why this friend is asking you. Maybe this friend is a cheapskate, doesn't want to get an Uber. You know what? Not your problem. The next time something small like that comes up and should pops up and you take your mental pause and you wonder like, why do I feel like I need to do this? Give yourself permission with things that feel like the stakes are low to make a different decision. Start small. It's always so impactful when you start small. You start to flex that muscle of making a different decision with things that don't feel intimidating, like they have heavy consequences, and then you work your way up from there. So the next time something comes up and you feel a should, but the consequences of making a different decision with that particular thing are way too big, 
that's okay. Make note of it. Maybe it's something you'll get to eventually. But for little things that feel like they don't have huge consequences, and especially when you're about to say yes to something to make it easier for the person who's asking you rather than honoring what works for you, do something different. So to recap, treat should, the word should is a red flag. Identify small ways in which you can start to shift that energy by making a different decision. Allow yourself to be a little self-righteous about what you've been doing that's not working for you and that you want to shift. Let it galvanize you. Let the anger or the frustration that you feel around having been in that place galvanize you. Channel it effectively. Don't be a bull in a china shop, but channel it effectively through identifying those opportunities to do something differently and being a little self-righteous about the fact that I'm doing this because it works for me. And see how things begin to shift for you. And I would love to hear from you if you make some of those changes and and you see like some positive um, impact from that. Okay, so thanks so much for listening today. I am so looking forward to talking with you again. Take care.